Yeah. Wow, Love new it. music. Mm-hmm. Love it. Greetings, friends, family, and others, and Danny out in England. <laughs> this he is, is going to be so appreciative this of This is, I'm telling you, Dolly's in the studio, so like, that's me. There it is. All right. It is another rousing rendition of the Mighty Monkey Book Club, or not a book club. The Mighty Monkey, not a book club. Which may eventually talk you, about a book. But someday now, may talk about a book. There's too much good TV. There you go. And <laughs> good movies, movies out movies. there. Movies. So this is your host, Chris, with me as always, Tanya and Billy. Hey. And not always, but often, my, my bouncing baby boy, Ian. That's me. The legendary Dolly. Hello. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> and in the studio for a second, it's a record second time in a row as of Ooh. late. The it's Almighty, the Miss, the, 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 okay, no, I can't say that. The, 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 okay, never mind. It's Becca, 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 Becca. This is why I don't come, guys. Oh, no, come on. We love you, Becca. We haven't had a proper intern in the room in ages. By the way, Becca, you're fired. Okay. I fired her last episode. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Did you fire her? I did. All right. Becca, you're hired. Now you're fired. Now you're fired. All right. So today. confused. She's a high school kid. What do you want? <laughs> that's Who's like, on summer that's, vacation? That's the natural definition of a high school student is confused. All right. Uh, I yeah, remember. Right. Confused I, alone without a phone. Some of us never got any better. I'll tell you that much straight. <laughs> How did geometry go for you? What's that? How did geometry go for oh. you? How did geometry go? I failed. I failed. I went to summer school for geometry, which I apparently is failed. a family tradition now in my household. Mm. Not it. So. <laughs> Ian, you haven't had the geometry course yet. Yes. But uh, it's so- coming. The geometry sophomore year at the Aquinas Institute. Yes, there is the two francs in, two francs out. <laughs> strangely, strangely enough, I did really well in geometry. It was I trig did really that I, well I, I did well in trig. Yeah. It was geometry that I, I can't do geometry killed. now yeah. though because I've been out of it so long. I'm but. a giant math nerd. Like I asked somebody for an average the other day. I'm uh-huh. like, what's the average? Amount of hours this person works. She gave me a range. I'm like, does this person not know what range and average mean? Range is the difference between the lowest and the highest number. Come on. And by the way, I'm, I'm so old that uh, when geometry, when I took geometry, triangles had just been invented. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you have to do the truth tables, the P, not Q? That doesn't sound familiar. Oh, I did those. Yeah. Or did you do much? Forgot them. Apparently, yeah. no. no but so I what? Mean, what are we really going to be talking about today, Tanya? <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about the um... the nineteen eighty eight <laughs> dark comedy Heather's. Yes, ah. I was trying to look and see what year hey. it was. Yeah. Thank you for uh, jumping right in. So, so our first, which ep- I didn't see until two thousand and seventeen. Wow. So the, the very first episode of the Not a Book Club, we talked about an episode of Black Mirror. Yes. And now we're we're switching from. Dark uh, social commentary to dark comedy. I, I like the way this is going because apparently there's I, a, know, like a dark sense to. this. Well, I'm very What's dystopian next? from what I'm told, yeah. so life is good. I don't, is this a dystopian type movie? Um, Would you, you know, to a dystop- particular degree, I dystopian think dystopian high school. Yeah, <laughs> for people. Out well, I think there. it's a really kind of a really jaded look at society. I think. I just to don't. Be honest. You know. For people out there, what does dystopian mean? <laughs> you, got a, you got a smart device in front of you. Look it up. With what Wi-Fi? I don't have data. Hold on. Oh, I geez. got it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what? He's asking questions. And that's what we want the youth of today to do is ask questions when they don't understand. Yes, as He's opposed engaged. to the, the, the usual question that he, he asks is, hey, may I? Or, hey, can I? I want to go on the computer. Hey, can I uh, Can I have you re-up my uh, subscription to Old Republic? Yes. That's the question I usually get. <laughs> 
So. No, usually it's Warcraft. I was five when Heather's came out. You were five? Mm-hmm. I was in college when Heather's came out. I was in a live. I was in high school. I was non-existent. Yep. <laughs> we have two people at the table who didn't even exist uh, when, they, when the movie was, was made. I was five years out of high school. Yep. I was one. Okay. Uh, so I didn't watch it till the early 90s when I got a obsession with Christian Slater. <laughs> in that movie, he was the bomb. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Oh, Wait, where is that? Oh, it? come yes. on, Billy. Yes. <laughs> That's not a rim shot. <laughs> that works. There I hit is. the wrong button. That's okay. We still. Hey, that was good though. I like that riff. All right. Um, so read off your definition of dystopia. Is a community or society that is undesirable or frightening. Oh yeah, that explains, <laughs> that. That explains that high, school. high school. That explains high school in a nutshell, doesn't it? All right. So 1988, Heather's comes out. It stars Winona Ryder. Christian Slater, um, Shannon with Doherty. Shannon Doherty, Kim Walker, Kim Walker, mm-hmm. who who passed away in ninety, oh, 90, really ninety nine. Yeah. She passed away two thousand one or ninety nine, somewhere in that area. I didn't look up her. She had some serious health issues. Oh, I looked too bad. Um, she, she yeah, died she was 30, 32 of a brain tumor mm-hmm. because there was a thing that was mentioned in like the the twenty three things that you might not know about Heather's. Uh-huh. She makes a reference about a brain tumor uh-huh. in the movie, and then twelve dies years of a later, oh, she wow. dies of a brain tumor. There's an irony there. So it is a look of a look at high school popularity. From a very twisted angle, and how it can go all very, very wrong, fast. So it did. Yeah, it, it, it went wrong. It went wrong in a hurry. So it, the great thing about this movie, I liked it in it, right off the bat, uh, it, because a lot of movies these days will take a lot of time to build up and show you how everything kind of fits together. The the origin story is always very important, especially in the comic book movies, where Heather's our hero, Winona Ryder's character Veronica, is already one of the group. She's already part of the group. She's already kind of dealing with being with one of the Heathers. And then the, the other the th- other three popular girls, they're all named Heather. So that's how you get the movie's name. Uh, so you, you see Veronica right off the bat. She's one of the Heathers. She's hanging out with the popular girls. She's trying to up her status. She's she's going out and, you know, socializing with the, the, the everybody in the school. And, and she catches Christian Slater's eye. He's the new kid in school early on, but they he really was cute. yeah they don't really start talking. <laughs> right and you mentioned you mentioned how fast things go downhill. It, it went like uh-huh. he, he was the catalyst. He was the new was. kid in school. Yeah, the Heather's was the status quo at the school. Right, the, the social hierarchy. Yep. was and, the and status quo, and he sort of upset the apple cart. Took it apart. Well, right off the bat, I mean, he's being accosted by the two jocks, mm-hmm. and he pulls out a gun. gun. And and starts firing, you know, and it makes it, the the scene cuts, making it look like he actually shot them. When you find out later, he was suspended because he just fi- like fired past them and yeah, or blanks. For a yeah, that was like holy crap, that, <laughs> that happens. Was fast, you know, and especially, I mean, you you would not see a movie like that made today, today because no. of everything that has happened with school violence. And when think about it, it, it was a precursor to Columbine in that Christian Slayer is wearing a black trench coat. Right, mm-hmm. he was the outsider that mm-hmm. the jocks picked on. Uh huh. It was. Uh, when did Columbine hack? Two thousand mm, Columbine what? Ninety something. It was ninety something. Columbine. No, I th- Columbine wasn't really like outsiders. I, I think it, if I remember correctly, the main guy was like actually quite popular. I, I, I think the impression, yeah. though, is yeah. that they were outsiders. So, so, but when did that happen, Columbine? Um, nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Well, I thought it was just really. Strange that because then after he did that shooting and then the mm-hmm. the Heathers were talking about it and they're like, oh, he's just going to get suspended yeah. for a couple days or whatever. But in this day and age, bringing a weapon to school, let alone firing let it alone off, firing it, mm-hmm. I mean, Jail. minimum, well, minimum arrested, jail time, 
minimum five day suspension or ten day suspension, superintendent's hearing plus jail mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. things like that. And they're just like, oh, whatever. He's just going to get suspended. And yeah. being in the educational field myself, I'm uh-huh. just like, I'm just like, are you guys idiots? That's that's mind blowing, isn't it? But that was that yeah, was the that, that, oh, it was, was a look at the 19- culture of the time. It was 1988. You know, we didn't like, have a lot of the cow. travesties and the horrors that we've seen in the past 20 years alone. Um, so anyway, where do we where do we go from there? I, I just, it goes downhill really fast. It was like that that day in school, and then what uh-huh. are that like the next that night something. It was like, like the next, next day or the morning? next night is when uh, the, when the lead Heather. I, yeah, he- Heather takes out. takes Veronica Winona Ryder's character to, to the uh, to the college party, party where she's essentially escapes a date rape, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then wants to uh, get back th- 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 at her. Th- wants to get back at her. Just mm-hmm. wants to get revenge. Half jokes about killing her and uh, Slater's character JD thinks that's a swell idea. Yeah, and you can tell he's got the agenda all the and way then because this is the when whole time. you realized. He's he's not quite right in the head. Yeah, there's something yeah. wrong with that kid. Um, now, Dolly, but, uh, like you said, I, I forget if it was off the air or, or we've already mentioned it. Mm-hmm. The Jack Nicholson, the channeling yeah. of Nicholson, yeah, is that's crazy. That, yeah, I mean, we haven't talked about it on air yet, but Christian Slater, early on in his career, people were making those parallels often mm-hmm. because of the way he was delivering his lines, the squinting of the eye, that the delivery, that the tenor of his voice. He was very much channeling. Like a young Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. and and Jack Nicholson has made a career out of playing these characters who are off center. He or, could, he or could have been the son of uh, Murphy from One, oh. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That's also a good movie. Yeah, I love ones. We'll put yeah. that on the list for something down the road. We'll talk okay. about something classic. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's, uh, these things happen, and Veronica at the college party embarrasses the lead Heather, and Heather's like, "No, that's it. You're ruined. Come Monday." Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're gonna, done. you're done. I'm gonna ruin your life, and you know, you, and all that other stuff's happening. And so Veronica is responding to that, mm-hmm. and JD gets swept up in this over the weekend, and he's like, "Well, okay, let's just, go, you know, we can go scare." Her. But you can tell there's something in the corner spark of his eye that there's a little bit more. He's got a little bit more in mind, and while she's trying to come up with a really a good mixture to uh, milk and orange. Yeah, uh, milk yeah. and orange just just to make her throw up. Yeah, she just wants to make her puke to be embarrassed and uh-huh. or whatever or to feel lousy. Yep. And uh, JD think no, he he's got some other ideas. He yeah. pulls out like Fun- the all-purpose drain cleaner. All-purpose yeah. drain cleaner. Oh, yeah. oh, big blue. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and then they do the he pours out a cup and she pours out her mixture in a cup and mm-hmm. he covers them both mm-hmm. and. He does the you know the the switch. switch and- so yeah, that, see, I missed the all the switch type thing. I just uh, thought it, well, that- it happens very fast. Yeah, you know, so. and and again, this was thirty years ago, so the sensibility is different. You know, the the way we look at things is different, and people are like, oh yeah, well, okay, that happened. Whereas nowadays, we're like, she should never. That was stupid. She should never have let that happen. Mm. Um, well, then at that point, I'm like, okay, everyone just said, oh, she committed suicide. There was. No, no investigation. No investigation. No forensics. No, no. whatever. Well, we're because so used to CSI. That's I, yeah. like I'm doing a yeah. lot of NCIS right now, but still, even twenty some odd years ago, you, you forget one of the plot points is that Winona Ryder can perfectly copy anyone's handwriting. Right. right. So writes oh, a yeah, suicide note in, in her in Heather's her handwriting. handwriting. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it was Ian who made the point. Is like, wait a minute, our fingerprints aren't there. Aren't fingerprints a thing? I'm like, yeah, but you know, it's not also, then. Not not as it was. They were paying as such attention to it. It's not as commonly used, but also it's the way we look at our entertainment is different now than it was 
30 years ago. We have been so inundated with NCIS and CSI and all the rest of the alphabet soup and all the crime dramas and how they, they have these meticulous forensic things. Bones, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, she can strip a skeleton and tell exactly what it had for lunch. Wait, what? You know, and oh, that exists now. That's what we're used to now. Yeah. 30 years ago, crime dramas were good old-fashioned police were beating down the, the doors, knocking on doors and finding people and, and cornering the bad guy. And so well, when this, did and, Law and & Order come out? Well, the, this movie After. wasn't concerned with the details like that. It was more interested in looking at the, Exa- the social, social mores uh-huh. and uh, the, the, exactly. the, cast, uh, the cast system of high school and teen suicide. Right. And, so it wasn't going to get caught up in the forensics, which even you know modern day throwaway movies are going to dabble in forensics a little bit because it's the popular culture thing to do. But yeah, 30 years ago, been- it wasn't. That would have been made now. There'd been the one cop that's kind of peek, poking around and mm-hmm. asking they didn't more even questions. Have, there, there were there. Any, well, there were police officers, but they were and like just yes, field cops. Let me make the, the high school when the two boys got yeah. shot. And, yeah. and they were. You just brought up something I wanted to mention because I love obscure, arcane pop culture references. Okay, those two cops, if you if you remember, and I I made a note of it, were Officer McCord and Officer Milner. Now in the seventies, there was a. a Cop TV show called Adam Twelve. Oh my God! Really? Where the uh, where the I remember that show. Where the officers were played by Martin Milner and Kent McCord. So the it was the actors' was, names. Yes, they they used the actors' names for the cop names. Damn, that is obscure. Oh that is but awesome. I, it made I, I didn't notice it awesome. then, but I when I saw it, I go, they're using the Adam Twelve actors' names for the cop names. That is amazing. And I would never have picked that. I up. love little Easter eggs like mm-hmm. that though. That's great. That's Don't worry. the beauty of filmmaking to me. Mm-hmm. Like those yeah. little Easter eggs that filmmakers like to throw in for other nerds to catch. So the first three deaths mm-hmm. in this movie, you had the, the first you had the Heather and then the two jocks were, yes. were murders that were made to look like suicide. So it then becomes and then the rest of the school treats it as they were suicides. And so everybody's responding to the suicides and suicides becoming this. Like the heavy this, girl. Uh, yeah. Um, dump truck. is what Yeah. They, Mar- they, Martha. They, her name Martha. was Dot. Dumpa stunk or Dump, whatever, but, but they call Dump her Martha Dump, Dump truck. truck, yeah. And that was an unfortunate thing, but she was like, you know, she became the the stereotypical target. She of saw abuse. how the popular kids were sort of being glorified, or it, yeah, they were being glor. They be, you know, like at one point, Veronica says something um, in depth. Um, Heather had a heart. Uh, Ram had a brain, and there was there was yeah, like, it, it, they, it, like they it, became uh, more the than they were in life. Smart. They were more than they were in life. Yes, mm-hmm. and and so they became even more popular. Exactly, mm-hmm. and so the, this this poor person who had been abused, this heavy set mm-hmm. girl, had been abused and abused and abused, mm-hmm. and she sees that the popular people were becoming glorified, and she just took an assessment of her life, walked out in traffic. So the the what could have been the fourth death in the movie, luckily you know the, she mm-hmm. she survived the accident. Um, but she was injured, and they were like, "Okay, that was actually a legitimate a suicide mm-hmm. attempt." And that's when Veronica really looks at things and goes, "Oh boy!" Not not that it had already. She was already looking at it, knowing it had gotten out of hand. But she's like, "Now it's really the the wheels have come off of this train at this point." It's like it was. You could see how she, her character was shifting. Things and were about to blow up. She was already becoming. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> You haven't Whoa. even gotten to that part of the movie. <laughs> Damn. Well, this was at the end. Yeah. Well, Spoilers. Away. Yeah. <laughs> He's already past the blowing up part. Oh, my Lord. Um, that was good, though. That was good. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at the, how the relationship between Veronica and JD, they were in love with each other. Well, they were lust with each other yeah. at the very least. They were kind of becoming 
accomplices to what mm-hmm. was going on. And she was kind of just kind of rolling with the fact that he was becoming the psychotic murderer. But then there was the, the rift was starting to form. And then when when this thing happened to the Martha, you know, where she actually was a legitimate, you could see the the they became less allies and more adversaries at that mm-hmm. point. Veronica was now out to stop JD. And if you remember that the relationship between the Heathers mm-hmm. isn't perfect. They're not they're friends because they're this popular girls. Nowadays, but they if, would call them frenemies. frenemies. Yeah. Now, if you remember, Shannon Doherty's character, Heather Duke, mm-hmm. was bulimic. But once the lead Heather yeah. uh, died, she started eating chicken. Like her, yeah. The weight had been taken off her shoulder or right. the, the, her bulimia had been relieved. She, she wasn't worried about And then it was the eating. middle Heather that even yeah. tried to... She was going to try to take her own life. Yeah, she Veronica did. That's her. right. Uh, so you could see how even... You were talking about cast system mm-hmm. earlier. You could see how the popular kids, and this is this, whoever uh, the lead Heather was had the red scrunchie. Had the red, yeah, because yeah. red is the power color, right? And then so Heather Duke was starting to wear the red scrunchie mm-hmm. after the first Heather was mm-hmm. had died, and and then there's a great scene at the end. We'll get to it in a little mm-hmm. bit. And then there was a song that they made mention to. Oh, that's teenage right. The, the big teenage oh, yeah. suicide. Don't Which do it. Which I think it. was a song that suicide. was written for the movie. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was never a real. Like, yeah, that a real became song. A, a major plot point. Yeah, actually, yeah. And um, so you see in like like the cast system, you see the popular people, you see the jocks, you see the nerds, and the nerds were very stereotypical nerds, and and all the people in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see the dissension even among the popular people, which is a real thing. And you right. think about the teachers in the school. There was either like there was like the hippie teacher that right. the, the other teachers just sort of yeah stereotypically the, over the top hippie teacher they just sort of <laughs> dealt with. But she was also a little bit of a media whore. It turned out right. Yeah, she, she was she looking for ten minutes of fame. Too. Yeah, every that and that's the thing. That's the that's the that's a great mm-hmm. point. It's the agenda of everybody, mm-hmm. and high school is such a wonderful microcosm of the real world on on several mm-hmm. levels. And then you know you're in the middle of it right now, yep. and Ian's going to get into it this fall. So he'll and you, your school's kind of not so much inoculated from it, but it's just a little bit of a different vibe over there. <laughs> He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but uh, you know, the popular kids. What do they do to be popular? How do they stay popular? You know, is it in, how important it is to be popular? And and I mean, I, that was never me. I was never that guy. No, no I'm, well, that that's why we're all in this Christian room. Slater's character, JD, is uh-huh. like he was that outsider who didn't care about your status. He would, like showed interest in actually her. Yeah, which every girl wants a guy who's gonna actually show interest in them, and that's why like Christian Slater's came off as so dreamy in that movie Mm -hmm. but i mean that's i think what was a big draw for her to him was that it was he's not looking at me because i'm popular and with the heathers it's he's looking at me because he's looking at me and then obviously things get out of control okay but yeah and then like any good story things have to get out of control because if it was in control it'd probably be a boring story but uh but yeah i mean it's, it's it's just weird it's just weird what do you got tanya He's I'm looking. just uh, perusing different things about Heather's and hopping over to uh, the fictional character uh, Jason Dean. There was a quote. There was a quote that caught my attention. So was Jason Dean a, an homage to James Dean? I think so. I mean, and he, you know, the character had a very interesting relationship. You could see how with his da- the with his dad, oh, that, that was the relationship so, with yeah. the dad so was weird. I think that's where Veronica was starting to pick up that his because his dad kind of like blew up one of the buildings. Well, his dad was a demolitionist. Yeah. He was right. a contractor who specialized in that sort of thing. But the way they would uh, sort of mock, play each other's roles in the relationship. Right. Yeah, like, you know, J.D. would be like, hey, son. And the father would be like, well, dad, you know, and 
Hey, uh, can I? The way they bantered yeah. back and forth yeah. to each other it wasn't quite right. Normal. It was playful, but it wasn't. It, there was something. There weird was about something it. dark underneath it. Yeah. Let's see. I just I'm looking at quotes right now. I'm hoping because oh, there was one I remember caught my eye. Some of his quotes. Okay, well, one more piece of, and this might be a reach, but I think I'm right about this. Mm-hmm. That the high, the name of the high school is Westerberg High. Yes. Now, in the, that time period, in the late '80s, early '90s, there was a musician by the name of Paul Westerberg mm-hmm. who uh, had a band called the Replacements. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think Westerberg High is yes. a a it, nod to? Yes, it says, number oh, is four, it really? in the 23 things you didn't know about Heathers, number four was the high school was named after the singer and Winona Ryder's favorite band. At Westerberg High was named after the replacement singer-songwriter Paul Westerberg. And do you think- At one point in the film, Christian Slater's character JD says, color me impressed, which references a song by the replacements. Okay. Interesting. So, yes. And I, I was thinking even replacements, how the Heathers replaced each other. Mm-hmm. Or uh, yeah. I, I don't know if that was if I'm going too far with that. Yeah. Uh, Victoria also said that if we just kill another one, another one will go back into its place. Yeah, nature abhors a vacuum. You know, mm-hmm. there's always going to be a, somebody to step up to try to be the next Heather. Now, do you think this movie could be remade with, with all the social media? It mm-hmm. would be even darker. Or ooh, ooh. ouch! Uh, a, a movie like this remade today? I don't think I don't, don't want to see that. Ooh. I mean, if you go on Netflix, it's probably it's, it's probably been already there like a million times. Well, here's Not the, okay. as Heather's, but this story has been this type of story has been retold over and over again. Yeah, I mean, like you, Mean you, Girls from Disney, is or even Freaks and Geeks, is maybe my all-time favorite right. show. Right. I mean, I'm, I read some write-ups of Heather's where it was basically a precursor to Freaks and Geeks, and and what what did you just mention? Mean Girls, by Mean Disney. Girls, and things like that. Um, here's here's the twist. I think it already has been, but as a drama. 13 think, Reasons. Mm-hmm. Oh. That was a book. That was a yeah. book. I know. But where did the inspiration from the book come from other than obvious real life issues? Um, but, I think it was based off of a true story. Okay. And actually, the teenage suicide thing, um, there was an Elton John song. I'm sorry I keep going back to music and that yeah, type that's of thing. That's your thing. It's um, all good. Uh, there was, an, I think it was 1972, Elton John did, did a song called I Think I'm Going to Kill Myself mm-hmm. about teenage suicide. And I, was there anything in your... 23 things you didn't know about Heathers that maybe someone liked that song or mm, or no? No, I didn't see anything in regards to, sorry, in regards to that. That's more like um, that number 10, Shannon mm. Doherty had issues with all the swearing. Um, her mom was on set with her and she didn't like to use all oh. the swear words. Mm. Um Lizanne Falk lied about her age to play Heather McNamara. She claimed to be 18, but mm. she was really 23. Oh, oh wow. So hmm. um, things like that. Um, the book was supposed to be Catcher <laughs> in the Rye, not Moby Dick. Okay. Which is, yeah, okay, Which there's they, there's a social But they um, never got permission Dick. from J.D. Salinger, so, uh, so they couldn't use it. Gotcha. All right, so when I was we watched it on Netflix yesterday. And as it comes, as the movie shuts off and you're rolling its credits and whatnot, Netflix will always invariably say, "Oh, you like this movie? Here's something you might that, also like want to watch." <laughs> that that's a lot like it, and that that 13 reasons came up. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so they're seeing almost like a before and after. But that quote that I was talking about a few minutes ago that that I knew there was something going on, and it's it fits in with the fact that we like talking about Black Mirror. And yeah. we like talking about technology, and we like talking about society and how it reflects in in the, the entertainment that we watch. JD has a quote, and it's about two-thirds or three-quarters of the way through. 
he's railing against the situation and he says your society nods its head at any horror the american teenager can think to bring upon itself hmm. just nods its head yeah. it's like oh yeah okay and that was 30 years ago it's making this observation what do we do these days here in 2017 with all of our smartphones and all of our internet and all of the you know the media that we have you know facebook and myspace and all that other crap that's out there what do we do we've become so desensitized to everything that goes on around us. Well, to desensitize it, this is real life now. Just this mm -hmm. past week on the radio, we talked about a story. Did you see those despicable, heinous kids that uh, that that watched the guy drown? Oh, God, yeah, I'd heard about that. They it's, recorded it with their smartphones. Yes, and laughed at him and mocked him as he was drowning. Yeah. What in the world? What is going on here? And I mean, it's like 30 years ago, we're already making the commentary. We're nodding our head at the worst things that these kids can think of. It's like, all right, you know, what are we doing to try to rectify that? What are we doing to, to break that cycle? At one point in Heather's, the teachers and the administrators, after things are really starting to things are happening, bodies are dropping, you know, and, and things are going on. The principal is even like, we really have to kind of stop and take a look at what's going on here. But the hippie wins out. You know, yeah. she gets her she gets her 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 kumbaya love in moment that she turns into the media circus. Well, if you really think about society, though, it has changed in the way we view these type of things. Uh -huh. Because before in the eighties, it was a comedy. You know, it was a dark comedy. Yeah, that all these things were going on. Now, if we play some, you know, this type same type of storyline, it's going to be you know Lifetime movies. You know, it's going to be a, a drama, very special episode of and Blossom. It's going to be very you know, it's going to be put in the dark where it really is and mm -hmm. shown that no this is not funny mm -hmm. this is actually sad and this is actually tragic this is dramatic this is not funny for you know a kid to blow up a school mm -hmm. where in the 80s it was like haha this, that doesn't happen mm -hmm. so it was kind of taken lightheartedly where now we're taking it more more seriously in the media and i think as a society we've been trying i would say I mean, mm. people aren't always following suit, but mm -hmm. I think I see the media trying, like 13 Reasons Why is mm -hmm. a drama, and it's on there, and it's to kind of bring that to light that this is a sad situation that's going on. Gotcha. It's not humor. Okay. But I, just, just maybe something I thought was kind of funny, and just the way times have changed. Back in 1988, the fact that... Uh, bottled water was considered gay. Oh, yeah. Quote, unquote. Yeah, mineral that water. whole thing. Yeah. Mineral, mineral water. water. That was, need I say more? Yeah, that was. I sit with my it, you know, and that's the thing is, if this was a movie that was made today, exactly the way it was, mm -hmm. was 30 years ago, and released with all the same lines and all the same direction and all the same filming and angles and everything like that, what, what an explosion would occur by the, you know, mm -hmm. the whole, the whole, the whole, uh, the homosexual accusation, yeah. the way they were handling that whole angle between the two football, football players. players. Well, yeah. there was a musical. Made yeah, ago. I'd heard you were telling me about that a little earlier, but I completely never knew about that. Heather's the musical. Like, Tell us a little bit about like that. 2012 and 2015. Uh -huh. I don't know the exact year. Okay. I just know it appeared more around like my freshman year, two years ago. Mm -hmm. But it's basically just they took the movie, made it into a musical. It's pretty much the same idea. You still got like the three Heathers with the three colors. And you got Veronica in there just, like, going on. Um, as far as I know, it's 
pretty much the same as the movie. Really? Okay. But with more music? Yes. Okay. a lot more music. Music's more <laughs> storytelling. I'm going to have to track that down, see if I can find a recording of it or something, because I would really be interested to see what that's all about. If you do, I'll join you. Okay. <laughs> now, where did you see it? I've never seen it. You've never seen it? You just heard about it? I heard about it, and I came across like one of the songs, uh, Dead Girl Walking, uh-huh. which is after Heather's like, you're going to be dead on Monday. Okay. And so she, she's like, threatening goes, Veronica after the college party. Yeah, that's the gist. And she like goes to JD's house and it's just like, yeah, I'm 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 about to die. Let's just get this over with. Okay. All now, right. after the first murder, after after uh, Veronica and JD kill, um, they poison off Heather. Heather. It, there's the scene in the school where uh, Veronica goes into the shower and sort of. Tries to fully cleanse clothed. herself. Yeah, fully clothed. She Lady jumps in the Macbeth shower. Lady Macbeth reference? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I didn't even think of it until you said it, but I was, I, it, that moment had struck mm-hmm. me early on when I saw it. You know, she was trying, I, you could definitely see the emotion there. You could, It's easy to pick that out, but the Lady Macbeth reference I was not thinking of. That's awesome pickup right there. I like that. First, it was Off-Broadway in 2014. Off-Broadway in 2014, mm-hmm. okay. Heather's the musical. The musical's a rock musical with music lyrics and a book by Lawrence O'Keefe and Kevin Murphy. Okay. The first death kind of, it, it shattered the way how you had to think of the movie. Oops, right. Yeah, just get right in on that yeah. microphone, buddy. It kind of shattered the way you had to look at the movie, and it made you think, oh, this is going to be great. All right, and in what way? Tell me about, tell me a little more about that what you're thinking. F- it Either you could have taken it two ways. They just killed somebody, and mm-hmm. now they have to hide it. And then there's the other way. How many more? Okay, so you can see where, you can kind of see how it's going to escalate. Yeah. You can kind of see how it's yeah, going to escalate. It went from like a fun 16 candles, like teen hierarchy and yeah. And She's going to make fun to, of that girl. Oh, mm. crap. Do- bodies are dropping. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then it. it leads up to, towards the end, like I was saying, you know, Veronica and JD go from allies to adversaries. Mm-hmm. And Veronica makes it her mission to stop JD. You know, and it becomes his quest to take out the whole school. He he starts it off by getting into Heather Duke's good graces and can is basically starts manipulating her like he was manipulating Veronica. Mm-hmm. And she goes around getting this whole she was she was uh, sent there's up, a petition. There was a petition to, to, to get, get a get particular band the band that the came band with that, that song, did the suicide song. Don't yeah. To have them come and perform at the school, not realizing he'd put a sticker apparently over the top of this thing. So when you peel the sticker aside, it becomes not so much a petition to get a band to come to the the school, but it's a suicide note for the whole school. Mm-hmm. And and so it's like this is how he wants to ramp it up. He's not just going to take out the people who are pissing him off. He's not going to try and take out the people who are, you know, threatening him. He's going to take out everybody. everybody. He wants mm-hmm. to take out the whole school. And this is where the whole subplot of his father being a demolitions contractor comes to play. He's and and his mother being blown up in, in, a, in a building. building yeah. Which, it, with the reference, the way they tell the story, it's, it's even if the, the mother was committed suicide. Yes. The mother willingly walked into a building that was about to be brought down. Mm-hmm. So there's a suicide as a thing that's always there in the, in this, the, whole, the whole core of the, the movie. And then Veronica, you know, mm-hmm. dutifully and heroically is able to, uh, to stop him. Uh, and then he blows himself up in the school courtyard. 
And at the end, one uh, just another. I, I try and pick up on little things. Okay. And did you know there's obviously Veronica with uh, Winona Ryder's character is Veronica. Uh-huh. Her her best friend, her childhood when she best was, friend was Betty. Was Betty. So at one point they referenced Betty, Betty and Veronica, Veronica and, and Be- I immediately thought of you. And Betty even <laughs> references, even calls Veronica Ronnie, which uh-huh. is what Betty always called Veronica in the Archie is comics. It? Yeah. Okay. They call right. her a Ronnie. So. I, 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 so I there's more Easter eggs for you. Is and, that well? Yeah, it's very common. And that Riverdale and may uh-huh. have been a or Westerberg may have been a dark version of Riverdale. That's you know what I can see that. So was so who was Jughead? Oh, that's a good question. I, I'm trying to think. Mm. Yeah. Welcome back, Tanya. Hi, Tanya. Tanya's back in the studio. Oh, we said so much fun and funny stuff and interesting. Oh, we we were killing it while you. Becca said a thing, and then there was another thing, and then Becca said another thing again, and we were all like, "Oh, we were laughing." This one, I'll have to make sure I really listen. to. You have to, yes, you have to. And then we were talking about you behind your back because it's a high school thing. It is a high school thing. Don't let me. I don't want to even relive that. (laughs) I mean, you were a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader in high school. With the skirt and everything. I saw the pictures. Yes, with the skirt and everything. I mean, the studio was, was blowing up with laughter. Oh, yeah. Oh, I oh. And my, my, my thing on, on, oh. it, it logged itself out because Did I didn't t- touch it enough. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't touch <laughs> it enough. <laughs> now oh now my I can't even give myself oh. a ring. Going back to Katy Perry and X-Wings. Yeah, Katy Perry's flying in that X-Wing now. Isn't that every man's problem? Something like that. Thank you. Wow. Gee, wow. Okay. Anyway, so we get to the we get to the the bitter end, and uh, where Veronica has has confronted JD, she has prevented him from blowing up the school and killing everybody, and even faked her own suicide. The, she faked her own suicide to do it. That wasn't even supposed mm-hmm. to be the original ending. What was supposed to be the original ending? Um, the original screenplay where he would successfully blow up um, Westerberg High, mm-hmm. but the prom commences in heaven. Is one of the episodes. Is one of the. Um, ending uh-huh. options and then another alternate ending Martha stabs Veronica what for what that was just an, an uh <laughs> they're um just different parts to the original screenplay uh-huh. for alternate endings so, so we we so have the best option is what we're yeah finding. we have yeah. the ending <laughs> where JD blows himself up and uh and and there's there's Poor Winona Ryder, all all soot and and black. Takes out a cigarette. Takes out a cigarette. She's smoking the cigarette that was lit by the explosion. And, and you know, at that time, smoking on school grounds on was school legal. Ground. Yeah, because they it didn't. Was, and they were all doing it. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's walking down the hall, and there's all the kids milling around, and she runs into Heather Duke, played by the the illustrious Shannon Doherty, and uh, Veronica whips Heather around, pulls the red uh, the red Scrunchy. hair scrunchie off. Mm-hmm. Puts it on her own disheveled hair and goes, Heather, my love, there's a the new, new sheriff, sheriff in town. town. And you see this whole change in, I am going, this is how, this is how uh, Veronica is the Jedi that will be bring, bring balance to the force. Really, yeah. that's, you see that she is now determined to say enough of these social norms. I'm going to be the popular girl and I'm going to correct things. Because the first thing she does is this poor abused Martha who's rolling around on a motor on a scooter because of her injuries from the the suicide attempt she goes right over to her and she goes you know my date kind of flaked on me for the prom you want to come hang out watch movies make popcorn and just relax mm-hmm. and be friends you know so you can see that she's right off the bat she wants to say I don't give a damn if you're popular or not. I'm going to be nice to you. Which we found out earlier in the movie that at one point Martha and Heather Duke were were best friends. Yes. 
And yeah, at some point, they said they and somebody her. else was yeah. were best friends yep. way back when. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing how popularity, you know, makes you you turn your back on the things that are important to you. You know, that's that that was kind of like I got the message from that is that if you're if you want to be popular, you have to make sacrifices to be popular. And I, me personally, I would I would I would prefer to have the friends than the popularity myself. That's this, but that's me. Yeah, you have to like kind of adapt yourself to fit the mold. Right. I never fit a mold. I don't think there's a mold that could fit any of us right now. Now, did you recognize uh, Veronica's mom? Veronica's mom was, uh, I can't think of the actress's name, the grandmother from Charmed. Yeah. Yeah, I I pointed that out to him. That's how he knows. It's okay. Um, The priest with Ortho. From Beetlejuice. Yes, from Beetlejuice. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I was trying to figure out where yeah. I knew him the from. Prince, the principal was a veteran character actor. I've seen him in tons of different things. Um, who else did we recognize? I just loved Otho. Oh. <laughs> I was like, he needs a white Was croquet ever popular? I don't remember this I don't phase think... of people playing croquet. Rich people. Like, no. Rich people yeah. like croquet, apparently. Maybe. It was kind of a stereotype. The last time I played croquet, I think I was, well, I was intoxicated. I know that much. So I think it was college. So that's, that's pretty much it. I think that was the last time I played croquet. Yes, think Becca. about the croquet. Uh-huh. Is, um, I haven't. I didn't see this movie. I didn't like start watching it until like last night, and then I passed out. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you were watching at my house earlier. I tried. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so when I first like heard about the musical from like other people, I'd always see like it's the three heathers, and they just got the croquet mallets, mallets. mallets over their backs, and I was like, and they're like, oh, it's about murder, and I just thought it was the heathers that were killing people, and Veronica and JD are just like, there. stop that. Yeah. But it was I actually, the movie yeah. and I was like, uh-huh. "Oh, that's not what's happening." Yes, I, I just I found some of it. They're not a murder game. Just so disjointed, <laughs> trying to pay attention to certain things because, like, she's writing in her diary, and then it would go back to something, and it jump back to this, and and I, so. Well, at one point there yeah, was the the, the whole dream sequence too. Oh yeah. So yeah. it was like some of it I just found a little bit disjointed, trying to follow along, and then. They went to go and do one of the um, croquet shots, and w- Veronica's head's in the ground. Oh, yeah, right. That was I the early, the early right. scene. And I'm just like, what? I was just yeah. like, I go, okay, are the three watch? Heathers going to take this one out? That's because she was talking about being part of the popular, and then it ended up being her house that they were at, that they were taking advantage of the mm-hmm. person. So I'm just... I just had lots of issues with that. So here's some trivia on IMDb, uh, IMDb page about Heather's. Uh, Brad Pitt auditioned for the role mm-hmm. of JD. He was rejected because he was considered too, too nice. nice. That's on the 23 things you didn't know about Heather's okay. also. I didn't. This is very subtle, and I still haven't figured out why this was. Uh huh. But I'm not sure, completely sure. But I actually rewatched the movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. After you sent me up to my room. And to the point you will get to All is. Right. Because um, the cigarette, <laughs> the cigarette that she pulls out at the end of the movie uh-huh. was given to her by JD when she, in the car scene. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so why is that significant to you then? I'm trying to see. I'm, I'm thinking of different reasons, but I think it was a, like a sign. Like a, like a sign of things to come? Yeah. All right. That's a sign of things to come too. Um, the yeah. JD was named after Winona Ryder's favorite author, JD Salinger. Okay, who was going to have his book mm-hmm. featured if he had given permission. Gotcha. Uh, the role of Heather McNamara, the original, the lead Heather, was originally offered to 17-year-old Heather Graham. Mm-hmm. Heather's her parents, parents refused to mm-hmm. let her take the role because of the dark subject matter, but apparently they didn't prevent her from being in Boogie Nights. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
sounds fun. And uh, w- one thing I, I looked up, because if you notice, the, at the very beginning of the movie and uh-huh. at the er- very end of the movie, there's the song K Sera Sera, right. which was it's popu- the bookends at the beginning. Of- it, it was popularized by Doris Day, mm-hmm. but Doris Day wouldn't allow her recording in mm-hmm. the movie because she didn't want it associated with the profanity swearing. and okay. and all that. So they used a folk singer named Sid Straw okay. in the beginning and uh, Sly and the Family Stone at the end, which I really liked. So. Um, Jennifer Conley and Justine Bateman turned down the role of Veronica. Huh. And uh, okay, I can see Justine Bateman doing wanted, part. Really, really, really wanted the role, but uh-huh. um, they didn't think she was pretty enough to play the lead <laughs> because she was very pale. She had just come from the character in Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. so she said she went to Macy's at Beverly Center and had him do a complete makeover on her. Look at that! And she was fifteen. She was she was fifteen in that movie. She didn't look fifteen in that movie. Yep. And, of course, Christian Slater and Winona Ryder dated during the mm-hmm. filming and promotion mm-hmm. of the movie. Because, you know, with the dating co-stars, yeah. thats I, I've never heard of that you're, story before. You're spending a lot of time with each other. Yeah. And getting friendly with each other. It only other. made $1.1 million in the theaters. Yeah, but $1.1 1. 1 in today's money is still like what? It still wasn't 1. a hit. 7. It became but a it was, hit later on cable. But it was made cable. for $3 million. Cult. Yeah. So it was it made, actually, oh, so it, did, it bombed it, at the it, box office. Yeah. But it became, yeah, I heard, I heard it behind me, cult. I yes. heard that. Yeah, it became the cult classic. At this point, I'm wondering how much movie, how much movie that money is made. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. I need more Twix bars in my life. Um, so how much money that uh, movie has made? I don't know. In 30 years. But it says, um, it, this is interesting. The first, the film's first scene was actually the last one to be shot because we know that they don't necessarily shoot things in order. Mm-hmm. By that time, Lizanne Falk had cut her hair and had to wear a wig. Oh wow! During that. she was the tall Heather, the middle yes. Heather, yeah. the, okay, the blonde one, the whatever. Okay, I read a great quote about this movie where they referred to it as social media before before social media. It celebrates me- mediocrity and suffering. Wow, it's true, it really is. That's very true. It was filmed in thirty-two days. Okay. Well, considering I only had like maybe two or three sets, I don't see. Yeah, it was basically. High school, Veronica's High school, house. Veronica, Heather's. The college. I mean, the and church. That's it. Yeah. The yeah. church. And the church. Yeah. Mostly high school, though. Yeah. yeah. Easy to, easy to film I, a movie I like that. I read that, that the, the bedroom, Veronica's bedroom, was actually built in the gym. Now, one thing I'm curious. did Who liked the movie? I liked the movie. I did. I think it was, it was okay. okay. I mean, it's not one of my it's favorite strange. movies of all time. But, I watch it yeah. every so often. It's, yeah. It's one of those movies that it's like, hmm, I haven't seen Heathers in a while. Let me watch it. Because I, I do like it, and I think it holds up despite that, you know, nowadays every kid would have a cell phone. And right. You almost don't miss that. Um, but, like, my wife came into the living room while I was watching it, and I could tell she just didn't like it at all. You know, so. hmm I, you know, and I can understand why because it is it does have a very dark look on things. It has a very you know, violent I, and like look we to mentioned it. earlier, uh-huh. at one point we thought that stuff was funny, and now because of our experience in life and the things that have happened since, it's, it it's not turns. funny anymore. No, it isn't. Mm-hmm. No, it really isn't. Yeah, I mean, just the lighting alone. If they shot that movie now, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be as bright and like happy lit as it is now. Like it, there would have been a yeah. lot more shadow, and it would have had maybe like a blue tone to mm-hmm. it, not that bright, happy colors that they had in that movie. I understand. It was it's sort an- of a take on suburbia, and mm-hmm. yeah. like kid suburban. You know, and then you know, but then we we look at it as a dark comedy, and then we look at it from thirty years down the road, 
and we look at it from being exposed to all of the, the various stories that are being told either in fiction or in reality today in 2017, we can look back at this movie and go, oh, okay, you can have an entirely different appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I will always appreciate Christian Slater. <laughs> he said, he made a nice smirk. little comeback with, uh, what's it, the TV show, uh, Robo... Uh, shoot. I even oh, saw yeah, the very... He, I saw the... Yeah, he was... Um, oh, uh, it was very short-lived. What's the name of it? No, it's at least two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reese, I, I, when I was in Toronto a couple years ago for Fan Expo, they, he was actually there promoting it and showing the first episode. Hang on a second. We it's a, it's like a hacker show. Mr. Robot? Yes. Mr. Robot. Right. And I'm not sure what else, but he had a nice little career going between that and he was a kid's favorite for a while with Pump Up the Volume and uh, Cuffs was a movie he made mm-hmm. and then became a serious actor. Murder in the First was a really good movie with him and Kevin Bacon. Yep. Oh, he's actually in a, an episode of Justice League action series, TV series. He played Deadshot in one episode. Hmm. Gotcha. Does he still do the uh, Jack Nicholson voice? It's just his voice. Yeah, I mean, that's oh, just him. he's on Archer. He, oh, he okay. He played um, the CIA, mm. I think it was, character in Archer. I loved him, but he, I mean, he played himself as Christian Slater, who's part of the CIA. Right. But do you, do you remember the cameo he had in Star Trek Six? Yes. When he just yes, popped I up do. out of the blue, and you're like, wait, <laughs> he's like an ensign, right? Or yeah, he was just yes. communications officer, is what it says on the, the credits list here. But I remember like he suddenly he's, is in the doorway of Sulu's room, like, wait. I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I absolutely love the show Archer, so I'm like sitting there watching, and all of a sudden I hear that's the voice. That's another one I have not watched. I hear the voice, and I'm like, oh, that's Christian Slater. No way. They have Christian Slater as Christian Slater. So, all oh. right. Okay. So where are we going to go with this one? Do, do no, I um, happened to find when we were talking about the different endings. Uh-huh. I found uh, um, an interview that Entertainment um, Weekly was doing with all the actors and stuff, and I think the um, director. Okay. And uh, the person that played uh, Martha Dunstock. Dunstock, that's yes. the name I was trying to think of. Okay. Um, she was doing stand-up at the time, and that's whatever. Um, so he says the ending that he thought that he should have fought harder for is where Martha Dump Truck pulls out the knife, stabs Veronica, and says, F you, Heather. And Veronica's on the ground laughing with a knife in her stomach saying, my name's not Heather, my name's not Heather, my name's not Heather. So okay. it's being part of that Heather group and gotcha. and she was associated with the Heather even though she wasn't a Heather. Okay. So Bad. so that kind of gets a that's little more That's kind of dark enough to to work. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. goes back to the reference mm-hmm. with one of the alternate endings and I'm like, "Oh, okay." All right. How are we doing on time, Bill? Uh, we are at 45 minutes. That's perfect. You like that? I love that. I okay. love it when we can wrap it up like that. So mm-hmm. we are going to wrap it up at this point. And uh, we thank you for another arousing rendition of the the Mighty Monkey Not a Book Club. This has been Monkey Business. I am Chris. That is Billy. Also Tanya, Ian, Becca, and Dolly. And we thank you for listening as always. We'll see you next week. This has been a production of the Mighty Monkey Corporation. Purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con coming at you June 9th and 10th of 2018. Like us. Love us on Facebook. www.facebook.com slash FC3ROC. And we will see you next week. 